Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Hot topic. Broadheads. Hot button. Slash arrow setup. Slash arrow setup. I'm going to be pretty quiet during this. I was going to say, Trent, this way I can get this. a rat's rip. We have been killing elk for a lot of years with an axis. What is it, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> Enough well, said. you shot an axis 340. Axis 340 with a 100 grand broadhead. Okay, but then, okay, so what you're saying Let is what, what you've used is tried and true works. What, what is that? When, why do you think that works? No, I no, I, I don't. I don't say yes or no. That's the whole thing. It's like since this whole broadhead thing has got in in the last few years, you got this. Oh, you got to, you don't have weight forward. What? Are you even a hunter? You are super unethical. You know, and it's just like what? Weight forward, weight backwards, uh, four blade, three blade, fifteen fletchings. I don't give a rat's rip if you can hit a spot at so you know. At I'm 50, glad you said that because yards. it's confidence in your gear. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. I mean, to, so, a, to an extent. Oh, yes. here we go. To yeah, an here extent. We go. No, we I go. mean, you want to put as many factors in your 100%. back pocket in your favor, right? Yeah. So I do think that there is, you shoot a light, fast arrow, you are putting odds against your own setup just on bone and what, you know, what an elk's anatomy is. Yes. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Because why? Momentum. Well, no. I mean, so you shoot a heavier bigger arrow which travels slower which your pin gap is more so there you have another factor that's thrown in right. of okay i have to be exact on my yardage so that's a whole nother factor and then, that's definitely okay. the trade-off of a, of a slower setup well then what if the elk you know what if he jumps the arrow i've seen that numerous times but and it's just like so my faster arrow could have got there just way faster another thing and, and about, still hit where i was aiming another thing about momentum is if a heavy arrow has the same amount of air drag as a lighter arrow Though it's speed out of the bow, maybe 20 feet per second slower, that bell curve is going to be a lot less steep. I mean, it, it's true. It, your arrow carries momentum through the air better than a, a lighter, faster and then you put arrow a with the same amount of drag. And have a parachute open when it hits that elk. Ching! So all your momentum yeah. stops so it can open this mechanical broadhead. Okay, so let's touch on that. Why Which can open to two and a half inches of cutting diameter. I wish diameter. you guys could no, see the look I on mean, Noah's face right now. No, <laughs> no I'm all again. Let's talk about that. Here's the deal, guys. I shoot a one and a half inch mechanical, which a lot of the mechanical guys will go, that's nothing. You might as well shoot a fixed blade. But why I shoot that is the accuracy I can get out of it and the penetration is a pretty awesome middle ground I found. And I've shot elk with it and I've shot deer with it and been very pleased. Now, the two inch to two and a quarter is... To me, I, I can't get Go it ahead. to make sense. Because, yeah, you may have a two and a half inch hole inside of that elk, but if you're only going into one long and you got one hole and it's plugged up by your arrow still, I mean, it's just blood. Blood is everything. So, it's you falling. know, you may kill the elk the same way, but who cares if you can't find it? Yeah. You should have used 50 more so, grains forward. Experience last year, right? Hunting with Ward from the hunting public. You shot a bull frontal, hit right on the knuckle of the shoulder. Arrow did not penetrate an inch. Like, it, you know, it. It stopped instantly, and he's shooting heavy, six fifty or more. Wow, that's super heavy. That's really yeah. You go ten days later, he shoots a bull frontal at seventeen yards, 
frontal, frontal, any endos pass through. Arrow came out his back. Oh, he blew right through it. Blew right through it. Wow. So impressive shot, shot know, placement. Shot placement, right? Shot angle. I think that there's you know something to be said there. Um, but you gotta, if you know you're not a guy that's gonna sharpen your own broadheads, don't get a single bevel that you have to take the time and do that. You know, if you if you're a guy that screws on his broadheads the day before season, a one and a half inch expandable is probably a good good solution for you. I mean, I don't think that there's a wrong or right answer in it, but I think you also owe it to yourself and the elk to like make the most deadly setup that you can effectively shoot. First and foremost is accuracy, right? And then once you can achieve that, how can you then up your game? How can you become more lethal without sacrificing accuracy? And that's what I think think it comes down to. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on just confidence in your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to know what, what's going to happen when I shoot and whatever spot I hit, if it, if I hit it right, it's going to blow right through it or do enough damage to where it's quick, clean kill, lots of blood. So I would agree. And on penetration, what's, what's the big thing there guys? I mean, what's the, no, there's, what's the huge plus on penetration? So blade angle, mm-hmm. you yes. know, like if you go to the Ashby study, three to one, right? It's a yes. three inch long head with a one inch cutting diameter. It's like the, what their study did um, or what they found. Uh, single bevel is bone splitting, more penetration. What we, you know, we did the broadhead test. We shot, I don't know how many heads. It was 50 some heads. A lot of test. heads. And we had three categories of single bevel, um, fixed blade replaceable and expandables. Um, the overall number one winner between accuracy, penetration, sharpness, durability was a cut on contact, non-replaceable, but uh, double bevel head. Hmm. I think that was the Iron World. Iron, Iron World did really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but other ones exceeded in their own Yeah, there, there was... Honestly, like I, I think through that test, if, if we had a baseline number, 75% or 80% of the heads all were satisfactory. Yeah. There was only a few down near the bottom that was like, I would not screw that on a arrow and feel comfortable shooting. And that. everyone listening should know, I think every single person here is shooting a different setup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody. We're all shooting different, different Let's setups. go through. Okay. I'm shooting Eastern Axis, Eastern Axis 340 with 100 grain kudu. No it's brass. Like, nope, it's like 480 or 490 doing 286. Where's your brass? You're no, bra- than that. no brass. It's got a long, heavy arrow. No brass. Yeah. I've with that, with a with a draw of 31 and a half. 31 so and unfortunately half. with long, long yeah. draw. Okay, so you got 286 feet per second, 480 grain arrow? I think it's 40, yeah. Do you know what your FOC is by chance? I don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I'm just asking. Whatever yours is, one more. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's way better than yours. Probably ten percent less. So I'm shooting a thirty and a quarter inch FMJ three hundred spine, seventy five grains of brass with a hundred twenty five grain Cayuga head, single bevel, cut on contact, five hundred ninety nine grains, six hundred right there. Yeah, hammer. That's Dropping. A hammer. That's a hammer. Thirty two inch draw. I do not know how fast I'm shooting. So I'm shooting the new Axis, the the new long range, <laughs> four millimeters, and I have a short draw. My draw is 27 and a half. Um, I'm shooting a 340 spine. Those are cut to 27. 
and I have a 50 grain titanium half out. So it's a it's an outsert that has a bigger bigger collar than the actual diameter of the arrow. 50 grains of brass and 125 grain uh, sever expandable. The one one and a half inch cut. Clar clarify, you said 50 grain titanium and then you said 50 grain brass. Brass inside of the outside okay. collar. Yeah, so, so I've got 100, 100, 100, 100 grains of just components in the front end that aren't that aren't the broadhead itself. You worried about that collar having more diameter? No, that's that's the that's, that's definitely that's the plus. Yeah. Yeah. So so the the, the basic calculation is if if the throat of your arrow is thicker than your actual the actual shaft of your arrow, you get ten percent of penetration for free right there, and that's without any added weight. That's Take just that to the bank. I'll tell you that for free. No, and that that yeah. is is your entry hole is bigger than it's yeah. just it's just less friction or your yeah, arrow having to sense. pass through. Um, and that's. And I shoot a 340 spine, which isn't, which is actually pretty heavy for my draw length. But that's why I shoot so much weight up front too, is because it, it does weaken that spine a little bit. Yeah. To where that that is what tuned best out of my setup. But I got short arms. But and and I will test like attest to this. Noah was testing broadheads right before season. Yeah. You shot up to a 200 grain broadhead. Yes. Yeah, but you had some issues with accuracy. Yeah, I just couldn't get them to tune the same. And they are broadheads that probably would have penetrated a little bit better than what I'm shooting. Actually, without a doubt, probably would have penetrated better than what I'm shooting. But I wasn't super confident in them. And even if it's something kind of minute, but I just wasn't super confident in, in the setup. Confidence is critical. Confidence is critical. I mean, I'm shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor somewhere at about 140 grains. <laughs> up front, up front, okay? Tip heavy. My FOC is way better than yours. Cody, Cody, what is what is FOC for if people haven't, haven't heard of, of that? Forward of center measurement. So, like, what's baseline, like 17%? That's is, pretty awesome, generally. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. 15% forward of center. You know, it's a balance point in the arrow. And that carries that momentum better. Correct. So that's the yeah. ratio of your weight on the front of your arrow. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, there's, there's, you know, everyone used to talk about kinetic energy. Kinetic energy isn't really the calculation that you're looking for. Momentum is where that um, velocity of mass, uh, I can't remember exact how that formula works, but in the difference between kinetic energy, it doesn't, carry like what momentum calculation yeah. does so that's the really the i never had that explained to me too as far as having that outsert that makes a lot of sense having that oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense well and then just you know we talked about length to width ratio on a broad end the other thing to look at is like cl no obstructions clean obstructions. so um from the tip to the ferrule how does that broad end set up and mm -hmm. when you have any disruption you know case in point like Kudu, I used to shoot them. Mm -hmm. Thing I didn't like is how the ferrule came into that. Mm -hmm. If you shot that in bone, you've got like knife point, knife point, and then all of a sudden a ridge where, you know, if you have a, a long taper from the tip to the ferrule, you don't have all of a sudden this like increased friction going through that thing. And and honestly, it's like you make a good shot, any arrow broadhead's gonna. Yeah. Like if it's a good, in a good place for the most part, no problem. Elk are a matter of game of inches, right? Like case in point, the bull I shot this year when I was cutting it up, I was an inch 
right of the main point on that shoulder. Really? Yeah. Like an inch, to, like a half second later in the shot or whatever else. A lot of that it, though, you can, the point of the shoulder you can get through too. No, no, this was like. Oh, on, on the frontal, you mean? Gotcha. Correct. Yeah. yeah, this was like mm -hmm. when you, when I stuck my finger through the wound channel and yeah. was kind of investigating that. It's a game of inches. So now all of a sudden that, that shot could have been from incredibly lethal to maybe non-fatal yeah. or who knows what that setup would have done. I would have felt like my cards were stacked in the favor of, still would have been successful, but maybe not. So I think that's where, like if, you, if you're only going to take the perfect broadside shot and it's 25 yards, you're going to kill them if you place the arrow where it mm -hmm. needs to be. Oh, yeah. If you start playing around with angles and what bones are big, I think you need to definitely consider what you're shooting. And I and I think the the scary part to me is like as a, a new archer or someone that doesn't have experience with shot placement, angles, they see us shoot a bull frontal 20 yards. I met a kid when I was picking up my meat. He shot a cow at 60 yards frontal. He's like, smoked it. Smoked it. And I'm like, wow. I, 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 like, I, I was trying not to be, it, it, it like caught me off guard. Cause he was like, yeah, I saw you guys shoot all these elk frontal. I'm like, yeah, we, we really try to like keep that 25 and under, you know, and I was pretty bl blunt about it, but you know, they just didn't have it. I don't know. I, One thing that people don't always see too, that kind of dovetails on what you're saying is like, we always are talking about shots. Like we're walking, oh, yeah. we're walking down the trail and seeing an Angus cow. Yeah. And Noah's like, we well, shoot that on an elk. You know, stiff, hard quartering away, whatever it was. Depending but on the yard, taking we, everything yeah. into account. But then that, that opens that discussion to where it's always in your mind. Yeah. Where you're thinking think about good idea. where you would shoot, how you would shoot, would yeah. I take it, would I not? And it's just, it's a good discussion to have with your hunt buddies. Yeah. I, and I think, I think it's okay to pass up a bad shot. Absolutely. Versus take the shot and deal with the consequences of a wounded elk. Now, there's a grouse lang over there that'll tear it down my arrow. <laughs> And we did the work. Did we <laughs> did work. It did work. And we blanked last week, even with all the action we had. But we did have one bull at 56 yards, broadside to quarter away, whereas yeah. me and Strand were on him, and it was just marginal. There was Brush. some stuff in the way that definitely probably could have could have been avoided or shot over, but then you're sacrificing where you'd really want to shoot that elk for just to get a shot off. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's a lot of it too, as far as you spend all the money, you do all this practicing and everything, and it comes down to your week that you get off work or whatnot to go hunting, and it's the day before the last day, and that elk presents itself. There's a lot of factors that are in the back of your head going, I have to shoot because we just had this, this might be my only chance. This exact discussion an hour ago, we were talking about, you know, we have a big network. We hear a lot of hunting stories, reports. Yeah. How many arrows do you think are shot to actual good kills. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a scary number. It'd probably be scary to know what, what the truth is on yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, so I, and I, but, it, but here's the other thing is I can't judge you for doing that. I, I don't think no. that's just going to, that's just going to cause um, conflict in our own, in our, in our, yeah. in our own thing. It's just like, I don't understand like people that, you know, we could judge that kid, you know, for shooting frontal 60. Right. Yeah, you know, it'd be so easy to go. Can you flip and believe that? But he's eating, he's eating cow elk every single night. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. it worked for him. But that goes down a hard road of 
dude, I did this at 60 yards. I can, I'm building, you know, we talked about confidence earlier, right? It's all about confidence. I mean, everything is. And, and it's like. He was very fortunate that cow did not move. Well, very fortunate. You know, a lot can happen in Or he's a laser beam. And you know, it's just yeah. like. Or and the other scenario this. is how many do you hear of like, oh, I shot it frontal at 60 and never found it. Yeah. 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 Or, you know. Well, that, that story usually doesn't get told. Right. So, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I just, anyone listening that that's newer to archery, experienced, whatever, I mean, it, it doesn't matter your setup, wait for a good shot. The fine line between people that's going to wait for the perfect shot and killing, there's definitely a line to cross over to be a killer, and you have to make those opportunities as they come. Um, you just, as experience builds, know... What, 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 and when you can do some things that are going to push that to kill the elk versus just we we owe it to the animal, yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that I mean that goes the distance of talk to other people too, you know, as far as what worked for them. If you watch our videos in the last little while, we've shot a lot of percentage of stuff frontal, a mm-hmm. lot. Every single bull this year, sub twenty yards. Every single one this year, yeah, was frontal. So I mean, think about that as far as like. But we're feeling comfortable in it. We're not going to shoot it probably past 30 yards is, is our, you know, kind of our cutoff. And it's just one of those things where it's in the moment, it, everything comes so quickly sometimes that you have to make such a split, split second decision that try to prepare yourself for that just like you prepare yourself to shooting a target, you know. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, I, Trevor and I had this conversation even because like that shot opportunity that I've had, uh, I think the last few elk I've killed that way, shooting him frontal, you know, inside 25 yards, and he will not shoot that shot. Hmm. He's he's taken that shot twice and had bad experience out of both of them. And so, you know. It's just get your own ethics and stick to them, right? Yeah. Coming from the guy shooting the 6.5. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I've shot a bow before. It's been a while. I've shot a bow before. Oh, Confidence in your setup and the less things you have to think about to where you are just worried about making a good shot. Yeah. But there is definitely some science behind all of it. And I know some people go down that rabbit hole and some people don't. I know I myself and Cody and Strander kind of <laughs> are sitting right here. Are tinkerers right here. and like to play around with this kind of stuff, and that's that's just it too. You can have fun with it, and yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, don't in the. I mean, we've kind of wishwashed about this whole this whole topic. Like, find something you you like, but don't put so much emphasis on someone's word that you have to shoot an arrow that's yep. seventeen foc and it needs to do this and it needs to have this number. Um, you know, take that information and, and use it, but form your own opinion yeah. based on your own experiences. Yeah. I would say, though, like, don't be scared of, uh, of speed. I mean, it's, we came from, like, a pretty heavy speed kills market to everyone kind of figuring out you don't, you don't have to be shooting something super fast uh, to kill animals. Speaking of which, we should go try and kill a bull tonight. I think yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. So, guys, be confident in your equipment. That's how you're gonna end it. <laughs> what? Oh, peace out. Sorry. <laughs> when, whenever possible, I can get long arms. That helps. Yeah, exactly. Some of us aren't aren't born with long arms no. and just have to do incredible calculator work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-two inch draw.